a certified Christmas classic and certifiable Christmas insanity. We've got it all on episode 110 of Have You Seen? Hello everyone and welcome to this bilocational, quite frankly bipolar Christmas special of Have You Seen? <laughs> um, we are separated by distance again, so no submersible this week. Uh, I am in my bedroom, and uh, where is Tom Webb? Uh, I'm in the living room. Oh. Not of the same house. No. Uh, I hate him to... <laughs> that would be so lazy. <laughs> really would. Uh, I'm perched uncomfortably on the edge of my bed, uh, trying mm. to see a laptop, an iPad, and speak into a microphone, and sip ginger beer all at the same time. <laughs> I'm, I'm just lounging on the sofa. Oh. Why do I feel you've got the better end of this? <laughs> um, so... Uh, the two films we are covering this week, uh, as it's Christmas, uh, are It's a Wonderful Life, yep. which it turned out that Tom hadn't seen somehow. I know. I don't know how I've never seen it. No. Uh, and Dead End, mm-hmm. uh, which is which I think we should start with. Okay, fine. Uh, would you like to recap Dead End? Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's a weird little horror film that uh, is based around the premise of a family driving to the in-laws for Christmas. Um, It was made for a budget of like 900,000 by two French guys. Um, One of whom went on to direct more things, one of whom didn't, just vanished on the face of the earth. Yeah, I kind of, I tried to, I went on to IMDb, thought, oh, I'm sure there's some interesting trivia about this film. Uh, And there's none. There's just yeah. no IMDb trivia at all. So it was a bit kind of, oh, okay. It's a bit weird. Mm. Um, uh, it's uh, stars uh, Ray Wise uh, as like the only sort of named person that I can, uh, you know, I, I know off the top of my head. Um, his wife is played by Lynn Shay, who yes. um, only now at advanced age uh Seems to be. I think it's in all the, all the Insidious films she's in. Right. Okay. Well, she was also. Have you seen? There's something about Mary. I haven't. Believe it or not. Right. Okay. Not all the way through. Anyway. All right. Well, she plays the character of Magda in that, uh, right. um, which is prob. I think looking at her IMDb page, probably her, one of her most famous roles. Hmm. Uh, I think it's Magda. I'm not. I, I, I've only seen it a couple of times. Turns out their daughter is in like three or four films and TV shows I've seen. Oh, really? Not really spotted her before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in, uh, basically the, the 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 dad decides this year he's going to take a shortcut and he's going to you know cut off the interstate and kind of go through the back roads. Um, they end up on this road that they're travelling on for a, a long time, and then uh, out of nowhere, this woman and a baby appear. So they stop and they decide to help her. They they take her to a cabin, and all sorts of weird stuff starts to happen. Um, it's it's kind of got weird funny moments but overall i find it really quite creepy um i don't know why it just there's just like I, when i'm sitting there watching it i just it makes me shudder because i just I, it just it really creeps me out really? um yeah um so yeah i that's why i kind of uh that's the the overriding memory i had of it of seeing it for the when i sort of first i forgot that it was you know there they were like these funny moments in it mm. um so yeah, I mean that's basically it's kind of like a very simple little film. Yeah. Um 
I have some the, issues with the ending, which we'll we'll talk about well, when we yeah, get it I to. Yeah, I guess we will. I have some issues with more than just the ending. Fine, okay. Um, this is just. I was okay for like maybe the first half an hour, right? And then I got really bored. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Right. It just didn't. Um, it didn't grab you. No. Okay. Um, it's really obvious that it's written by people for whom English is not their first language. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few bits where the dialogue's a bit, little bit clunky. Well, it's all just one step above. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi. <laughs> um, and I'm fairly certain, judging by some of the references made, mm. that it was actually originally written in 1983. <laughs> right. Because I th- I think what they had is an old script. Right. That they then when added some modern references to to like so it wasn't so obvious. Okay. I want to go and when this is all over I want to buy an Atari. You don't right. want an Atari, dad. You want a PlayStation. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh and just it's like they it could have been made apart from references to Marilyn Manson. Mm. References to PlayStation. Yeah. And one character having a mobile phone. Mm. This could have been set any time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt it felt really dated. Yeah, I think I, there's a you get that weird. There's that weird kind of period uh, of of like uh, I I assume it's always going to be around sort of eight to ten years ago where things feel dated, but they well, haven't got past the bit where it's kind of acceptably dated. Do you know what I mean? Even, even the stock looked dated. Right. I don't know what um, they shot it on. No. Uh, and there are bits later on where there's some really kind of scratchy film. Yeah, it was a very... Um, oh, it'd be interesting then to see which... Because you watched it on Netflix, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Because um, on the DVD, I didn't notice any of that. Right. Um, it was only... The stock looked old, but right. not worn for most of it. And then right. once we get to... It was probably because it was cheap. Well, probably. You know, because they, Off I mean, cuts. yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they spent very little on it. Um, the, the, all of the characters are assholes. Yes. Like, no, everybody's a dick. Yeah. Um, especially the teenage son. Yes. I am a surly teen. I will listen only to my generic royalty-free instrumental rock music <laughs> on my headphones. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I told you the music was bad. Yeah. yeah. I was just getting into the horrendous choral techno chase music when <laughs> yeah. Ray Wise pulls the most physics-defying emergency stop in cinema history. Yeah. Um, he's trying his best with some terrible material. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's one of those people that always kind of shines out, I think. Yeah, but um, no, I just... I couldn't get into it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I guessed the ending before it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that, that if you like, the twist yeah. is pretty obvious. Yes. And and I think it's an okay uh, twist to have. Well, once it's people just... started, started getting picked off and we got down to who was left. Yeah. That I kind of... Because, all right, let's give it all away. It's all in Marion's head. Who's the daughter? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. We well, we see we see uh, Ray Wise swerve to avoid an accident. Mm. Um. Uh. And then after that's when all the weird stuff happens. Yeah. And what we find is actually he didn't avoid the accident. No. Killed the woman and her baby. Yeah. And killed everybody else in the car apart from the daughter. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, but there's this whole kind of, I mean, with the ending, there's this whole bit with the hospital and there's this kind of guy that's supposed to be death. Yes. Who 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 looks like he's trying really hard to be Richard E. Grant. Well, I was thinking, what with all the Marilyn Manson references, right. I think they wanted Marilyn Manson to play that part. Right, okay. And it's just these two crazy French people went, oh, we can get Marilyn Manson, it will be great. And they <laughs> give it to his agent and he's like, no, fuck off. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so it's kind of, uh, I don't know, There's the, the ending I think is just a bit ham-fisted. They're yeah. just like this is what this is what this is how we explain it all, and it's like well, yeah. you should have just yeah. left it. You should have just let, let people decide by themselves. Did you get the feeling that the the lady doctor was supposed to fancy creepy Marilyn Manson man? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really. Why would she? I don't know. I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna knife her to death, <laughs> or you know she'll wake up in his bath full of ice with no kidneys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had all sorts of questions about this film. Right. How is Ray Wise such an expert on road types? I don't know. These are the roads the forest rangers use. Oh, this must be a military road. I think. Why is he so obsessed with forest rangers? He mentions them a lot. I know. I don't know. I think it's just that that th- that sort of dad thing of of not really having an answer to just making something up. Yes, uh, that's um, what I suspect. Do the filmmakers actually know what a dead end is? Because at no point do they come across a dead end. It's no. a never-ending road. No, it just keeps going and going yeah. and going. In real life, it was less than half a mile. Really? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, and they had to turn around and go back again. Brilliant. Yeah. I really hope the IMDb page contains the tag "woman massages own brain to orgasm death," <laughs> because that's basically what happens to the mother. Yeah. She's missing the back of her head. And she feels around her brain and starts rubbing it. And then she starts getting a bit orgasmic and starts talking about the guy who is actually her son's father. Yeah. uh, uh, Makes a funny sort of euphoric noise and falls down dead. Yeah. There are some, like I said, there's some weird little moments in this. The bit that made me laugh out loud is Ray Wise walking blindly into barbed wire that wasn't there three seconds ago. (laughs) Because the bit that makes me laugh is when... Like uh, the it's the boyfriend that gets offed first, yes. And you never really see what happens to him, but you 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 see by their reactions that it's not very pleasant. Yeah. And then later on, the mum's going a bit mental, and she goes, so "Look, I drew you a picture," and she's just got this like effectively dismembered stick figure. Yes, <laughs> it's like Brad. <laughs> that always makes me laugh. Yeah, the other bit that made me laugh was Ray Wise yelling, "I don't want to calm down. I want this shit to stop." <laughs> but yeah, you and me both, my friend. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else. It's just it's fine. It didn't creep me out at all. Like I right, said, I okay. was mostly a bit bored by it. My mind started to wander, and I was like looking at the internet and right, kind of faffing around while watching it. Okay, fair it enough. It didn't grab me. It didn't hold no, my attention. It, I think it's just that kind of what creeps me out is just that that the fact that they just they just keep going and they're not getting anywhere. Hmm. I I think that that's something that I find quite creepy anyway. It's just that those, kind of, you know, fighting against something that's just never ending. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think could have been like a solid, ridiculous B-movie. Yeah. But it's yeah. let down. Like, they should have let someone who actually speaks English have a go at the script as well. I think yeah. that would have helped a lot. Yeah. I, um, I, I, even if it was just cheesy bad dialogue. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was interesting. I can't remember because on the DVD, there's actually a little making of. Right. And um, but I can't remember what they said about the script. Hmm. Um, no, okay. I think there was talk of them actually doing it in France as a French film, hmm. but they decided that didn't really kind of feel right. 
And that it that, that's why they wanted it shot in America. Uh, the other thing that should have been shot is the composer. Yes, absolutely. The uh, music and the sledgehammer taken to his hard drive full of terrible samples that he uses <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, the music is awful. And I'm pretty sure the end of the film is the start of a porno. <laughs> I don't really have anything else. Sorry. Fair enough. That's all right. It didn't. It just... Mm. I thought it would it would go one way or the other. You'd either find it, you, like, you know, you, you, you would find it funny or you'd find it creepy or you it would, wouldn't like it at all. It wasn't bad enough to be funny. It was just no. a bit dull. And yeah. because it's the same stuff over and over again, mm. it just gets... Well, it's not even the same stuff over and again, over and over again. If it was with repetition with variation, yeah, then that could have been interesting, right? Um, and like I said, you know, it's all a bit, yeah, the dialogue's all a bit the room, right? But not pushed far enough to be the room. Well, I guess that's dead end done then. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderful life. Okie dokie. So, as I said. Two episodes ago, we discovered, or three episodes ago now, we discovered that Tom had not, in fact, seen It's a Wonderful Life, a movie I basically assumed everybody had seen. Yeah. Um, the story is that in uh, 1974, somebody forgot to renew the copyright. Right. Uh, so it ended up in the public domain, mm. pretty much, which meant every TV station just showed it like crazy for years and years. No, oh, really? Until someone realized what had happened and, uh, and bought up the copyright again. Right. Um, so there's loads of different like versions. Well, not loads of different versions. Like it got, it would just be released willy nilly by anybody on VHS because right. they could. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it was shown on TV over and over and over again. Huh. Um, it's very hard to find a screening of it this year, though. Yeah, absolutely. For some reason, am I keeping you up? No, sorry. I think <laughs> um, I, I think a load of people bought it up for. Um, Sort of VOD rental. I'm pretty sure it's on like Sky HD, but you have to rent it. Yeah, you can rent it on YouTube, but like it's not right. available on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, I don't know what other services it may or may not be available on, but yeah. yeah. Um, my option because it's any other time during the year you could go and pick this up for three quid on DVD. Yeah. But because it's near Christmas, you can't find it for anywhere less than a tenner, and I had to go and borrow a copy. <laughs> Because I do like it, but I don't yeah. think I'm going to pay a tenner for a DVD in 2014. No. So, we tried to cover the plot yeah. um, last week. And what is generally the accepted plot of It's a Wonderful Life is actually the last 20 minutes. Mm. Um, so, I guess that's what we'll do again. Um, everybody loves George Bailey in the town of Bedford Falls. He and his family built up the building and loan company. And he falls, uh, he falls on hard times. Uh, his company has some money stolen from it and other things mount up. Uh, he starts to feel the pressure, feels a bit suicidal, decides he's going to go and chuck himself off a bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an angel incarnate prevents him. Uh, and George at that moment says, I, uh, I wish I'd never been born. So the angel grants his wish and shows him what life would be like if he'd never been born. But that's an even worse proposition for George. So he decides he actually wants to live again. Um, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Except right. that's the end of the film. And before well, exactly, that... Yeah. Before that, what you get is um, uh, peeks into different windows in George's life mm. uh, in the framework of Clarence, this angel, being told, essentially being told the story of George's life yeah. uh, in heaven. Um, uh, well, he's not told the whole story. It's like these are the key events. These are, these are the things that have shaped George and brought him to where he is now. Yeah. Um, 
I really like it. I can't help enjoying it. Mm. Um, as many, many people do. It's very often voted uh, towards the top end of best films ever made and best Christmas films ever made. Yeah. How did it sit with you? Yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, I, you know, I thought it was really interesting the way it was made and the way, you know, the, the, the narrative is really quite unusual. Yeah, like I said, it doesn't really fit a traditional structure, does it? No, not at all. And uh, but the one thing I thought was really intriguing at the beginning was the fact that the um, the the angels, which they are referred to by the end of the film, at the beginning are uh, you 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 don't you would expect to see them as you know two guys with angel wings and the Clarence coming in mm. in in some sort of white heavenly room. Or, or something, or in a cloud, or something. Yeah. Um, but they they're represented by um, like star clusters and galaxies and they're stuff flashy, like that. They remind yeah. me of uh, they remind me of like the um, the all knowing god character in Futurama. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. just a like a flashing constellation. Yeah. So that, I thought that was kind of an interesting. Uh, well, this movie had already cost enough, I think. Yeah, but it was an interesting way to represent that. It seemed, hmm. uh, it's, I don't know, it just it seemed not the sort of thing you'd expect uh, a movie of that time. Well, interestingly, this was supposed to have a more Christian and, in fact, kind of Catholic overtone to it. Yeah. It's based on a book, which I think does. Right, okay. Uh, and it was decided um, that it, that aspect should be pared back a bit to make it a bit more accessible. Yeah, and I think that was probably the right choice. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it was interesting. Although it's kind of got a very obviously got a very strong message, mm. um, it's not it's not particularly preachy. No, um, not at all. And I think it's a message that can apply across pretty much any religion, and not specifically uh, Christianity or Catholicism. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, it, I think I think if it had been overtly Christian or c- uh, Catholic, it would have really put me off. Yeah. Oh, me too. Definitely. Um, but no, I thought it was really good, and I mean, I thought like you know, just like the the kids in the beginning sequence are really, really great. Um, I thought their 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 performances were really, really good, and they really uh, set up the characters that you meet later on. Um, yes, I suppose they do. In particular, the uh, in particular the two girls. Yes, yeah, just their conversation at the at the counter. I thought was really funny, and it it really kind of. It, and it, you know, it, it was it was very easy to see those kids as the sort of young adults that they become. Yes, um, and I was also quite surprised at how uh, I suppose graphic the the sequence. You know, uh, uh, that whole revolves around the point where uh, George is a young lad working for the chemist. And the chemist makes a batch of pills with poison in by accident because he's yes. he's upset his son has died. And um, the bit where he ha- he has a go at George for not delivering the pills and he sl- starts slapping him about the head, and it, he, like, his ear starts bleeding, which we already know is damaged from yes. when he saved his brother. I thought that was really surprising, particularly that there was blood. Well, the story is that that happened for real. Really? Well, yeah, that's what the the actor who plays the child claimed. Really? That the the other guy was actually drunk and hit him too hard and actually made his ear bleed. Right. Well, apparently. Yeah, that seems a bit. I that seems quite. I mean, because it's quite ex- not excessive, but it, it, you know, I'd be surprised if the ear bled that much that quickly. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah I don't that's know. intriguing that he claims that as, as being true. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, then when you get into sort of the bit where where James Stewart takes over the role, if as it were, James I mean, Stewart, he, the wrinkliest twenty-one-year-old we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, he's so you know he just has so much presence that he just commands that uh, film totally, and you're, oh, yeah. you're just completely absorbed by him and his performance. Um, like I said, he uh, uh, nobody thinks better on screen than mm. uh, than James Stewart. Yeah, there's some great moments, uh, particularly when things start to collapse. I tell you my favourite bit. Mm. Um, he's he's offered a job by his rival. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like he's going to accept it because it's a big mm. salary. It's like... Yeah, 20000 a year. It's $20,000, which someone on IMDb worked out would be something like $310,000 a year. Wow. Yeah. That's in, incredible. In today's money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he puts out, he shakes the guy's hand and he pulls it away mm. and kind of just rubs his fingers together and then wipes it on his clothes. Yeah. And it's the subtlest thing. He knows that job offer isn't genuine by a sweaty hand. Yeah. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Just the tiniest little detail. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really magnificent performance and you needed someone like that for this movie, I think, to just would. Sort of- command it and and really kind of yes absorb you into it to the point where because you know it's what i find interesting is that george is he's always going out of his way to help other people but it's always somewhat reluctantly well do you know what i mean he's always kind of like i mean he does it because he has that feeling of obligation but he you kind of like he always does seem a bit a little bit kind of sort of ticked off or annoyed that he's had to give up his plans well, that's um, only later on. Yeah, I mean, even at the beginning, it's if it, like there's a few moments where where uh, you know when his father's dying and everyone's always saying, "Well, you know, you've had to cancel your trip, you've had to," do it. and he's like, "Yeah, well, maybe you know another time, another time." And you, it's kind of like uh, you. Um, it, I don't know. I think it, uh, if he'd been so completely accepting of just helping other people and being really kind of good. And just at you know, is it? I, I you know, I, I, I'm voluntarily doing this with no second thought about the fact that I'm missing out on what I want to do. Yeah, I think it would have been too sickly and too saccharine, and I don't think it would have worked. Whereas yeah, I think, yeah, I th- it's, yeah, I guess. We- it's I think more, the fact it's that more relatable this way, as opposed exactly. to exactly because, of course, I'll drop everything and help you. Yeah, and because it, everybody at some time has has to has had to give up something they really want to do. Yeah, because uh, you know, because you see him effectively sort of pissed off that he can't go to Europe or he can't, you know, go to college. That by the time everything he's worked so hard for collapses, you really feel for him because you really know what he sacrificed. Yes, and exactly. what it meant to him. Um, and you know, and it is you do it, you don't get to what we consider the plot until I think it was one hour thirty five minutes, and Into I got a to a bit, yeah, movie, yeah, that I got to a bit. I was like, oh right, this is where I thought it started. Exactly, I was exactly the same when I started yeah. watching. I knew there was a bit of set up beforehand, but I didn't realise there was that much, like a yeah. whole movie's worth. Yeah, and I, to, it's what, looking back on it, you kind of think of this movie as the last half hour. Yeah, and you kind of think, oh, why didn't they just you know do that? But I think. You can't. I I don't think it would have worked 
without that massive setup. Mm. You know, you need to feel a certain way towards George so that that element of the film isn't completely, uh, you know, sickly sweet and twee. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It, yes, it, yes. You know, the, 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 it, it's a, it's a, it's a payoff that can only work with a, with a substantial setup. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, I think bizarrely though, I, I, I wish Clarence had been in it more because he's great when he turns up. He's such a great character and the guy that plays him is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. He's barely in it. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like, you kind of feel a bit cheated that he's not in it more. Because yeah. I, re- I really like his performance and his character. Yeah, he is very, he is very good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really fantastic. And I, the, um, the way the last, that last 30 minutes is shot, mm. like it, it, it changes. There's, when it gets kind of gritty and, and George is starting to realise that he effectively doesn't exist anymore, um, the sequence at the because there's the old broken down house that they renovate, yes. don't they? Well, when he goes there, you know, having not existed, and it's still the broken down house. The the there's some really sort of high contrast, sort of silhouetted shots, which are absolutely stunning, and they really kind but of you love all you love all that German expressionism stuff, don't you? Well, I do, yeah. But I mean, it just it really kind of it's a real shift in mood with the cinematography. Because yeah. up until that point, it's a very kind of typical black and white movie in the way that it's shot. But yes, but yes. when you get to this bit, it, they really change it significantly to change the what the, the atmosphere and the mood. And I, I, it was particularly that bit where he's sort of fighting off the police, trying to find his wife, that I thought was really really looked amazing. It's all shot at night and and lots of kind of beams of light and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it looked incredible. There were a couple of odd things about this film when I watched it again. All right. Um, well, for one, my girlfriend was very concerned by a grown man kissing his mother on the lips. Right. She was not down with that at all. Okay. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> weird. Um, and this is a U certificate film, or G mm. if you're in the US, despite containing yeah. drink driving, a suicide yeah. theme, and quite a bit of smoking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a lot of that actually. Um, what was it? I was I I just switched on the TV the other day, flicked onto a kids film, or what I considered a kids film, and loads of people were smoking. Really? It. Yeah. Oh, it was the mask. Oh God. Yeah, I've never seen. I, I've never actually seen it, but we were flicking through the channels, and it was a scene in that, and it was loads of people smoking. I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. It, it was. I found it really jarring. But you're right. It's not it's something you kind of. It's been so exercised from movies nowadays that you can't when you do see it you kind of think that's a bit weird the other thing i noticed is that most of the first conversation between clarence and george when they're in yeah. uh ah uh, i don't know what he'd be the guy's office it's just a man who seems to have an office on the bridge oh yeah he's like a tollman isn't he oh i guess he could be a toll booth yeah yeah or something like, oh, oh, oh unless the bridge moves I don't it think could it could be. Oh, okay. No, um, that's all I could think it would be. Yeah, but something like that. But yeah, they're in this guy. They're in this guy's office, and most of their first conversation is shot in a single take. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you consider the weight of the performance that, uh, yeah, uh, that James Stewart is giving. That's quite impressive for that kind of length of time. Yes. Um. Sorry, something is playing a noise in my earphones. <laughs> it's not me. There's music coming from somewhere. One moment. No, oh, really. How do I stop it? There was a tab open in Chrome and it was just playing music, but it was not obvious <laughs> as to where and how I could stop that. Brilliant. Um, anything else? Um, no, I mean, I can't I can't really think of anything else to add. I mean, it is, it is the, the brilliant movie that everybody says it is. It's a bit like in the way like, you know, Casablanca. Yes. It, it's, it's, it, I mean, I think, I think on the whole, I probably preferred Casablanca a little bit. Oh, I think I do too. Um, and it was funny actually, because when watching this, I didn't really think of it as a Christmas film. Well, Even though that it's like last half hour is set at Christmas. Yeah. But for me, I don't know. It just, it didn't resonate as a Christmas movie and I don't quite know why. Well, Dead End certainly didn't. No, no. It could um, have been any Sunday. It could have, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the only reason I, I, I thought I could get away with it is because they actually explicitly say they're on the way for Christmas. Yeah. There is, a, there is one marvellous continuity error in It's a Wonderful Life that just yeah, makes what? me laugh every time. What's that? It's a bit where he's crossing a street and there's a man walking towards him with a pipe. Right. It cuts to a closer shot and the yeah. person that walks past him is a woman in a dress. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so this guy manages to have a sex change crossing the road. <laughs> Amazing. There, there was a few moments where they did some weird cuts which was, yeah, seemed to be some, ostensibly some, to the same shot but just yeah, slightly closer and it's not, but not enough. jump cut editing in it. Yeah. Which kind of pulls you out of it a bit. It only happens two or three times. Yeah, but it's yeah. a real kind of it's a real throwback to like twenties movie making. Yeah, and it's almost kind of like oh, there should have been a cutaway there. Yeah, yeah, yes, good. So one hit and one miss. Yep, sounds about right. That's um, kind of what I, I figured it would be. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about guilty pleasure films. Yes, uh, as prompted by Kenny Vengeance last week. Yes, um, nobody sent us any. Well, that's a shame. Nobody wants to admit to anything, I guess. No, that's true. But we'll leave this open. If anybody has any cinematic atrocities they yeah. actually like that they want to admit to, yeah, uh, then feel free. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think this could be the foundation for an episode. Well, I think it could as well. But I was really having trouble thinking. Right. Uh, I thought of one earlier, and I've completely forgotten it. Right. Um. I mean, I gave you Paul Blart Mall Cop last week. Yeah, yeah. And something else as well, but I can't remember. Did you come up with anything? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, well, I mentioned, uh, I now pronounced you Chuck and Larry last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, so to add to the Adam Sandler uh, bag of guilty pleasures, I'd probably put 50 First Dates. Okay. Because uh, I quite like that. Um, oh, and then I was looking and I was I asked uh, my lovely wife, you know, what guilty pleasures did you say? And she was like, well, what about Biggles? And I was like, well, no, that's not a guilty pleasure because I genuinely like that. Yeah, and and, and it's like it's, you it's know, fun. it's like it's like if if someone says, "Do you like that?" I won't hide the fact that I like it. Whereas I might do with say Fifty First Dates. Yeah, exactly. Um, then I, I was looking across my uh, DVD collection and I was trying to find stuff. Uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Okay. Um, it's an awful film. <laughs> It's got terrible wooden wooden acting from, uh, you know, Jude Law, Gwyneth Jude Paltrow, Law, Angelina Jolie, Angelina Jolie um, a fake Laurence Olivier, uh, and Giovanni <laughs> Ribisi. Okay. Um, have you seen it? No. Right. 
It's a terrible movie, but I, I just, I love the style of it. It was a technical challenge, wasn't it? It was one that it was, was shot yeah. entirely on green screen. Yeah, yeah, it's entirely green screened and it's got that kind of um, sort of 40s vision of the future sort yes. of look to it um, with like flying giant robots and, and like airships and stuff, hmm. um, which I really like. Flying giant robot. Yeah, so um, I think there is, uh, we, should, we should think about um, sort of like guilty pleasures show but you'll have to come up with something because well, i've i've seen paul blart and i own it so okay well the problem i have is all of my dvd collection is still in boxes yeah and i can't get to it to look through and remind myself like i've, I've got right. no way of jogging my memory at the moment no that's um, fair enough we can say we can save this concept because i think what might be fun is perhaps if we we figure out a guilty pleasure each and then maybe ask for some listener pitches for guilty pleasures as well okay and then maybe we could do like a, a three three film episode or, or or depending on what we get in. Yes, maybe we could. I think that would be cool. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna hunt more. Oh, I remember what my other one was. Go on. The Dolph Lundgren Punisher film. Oh really? Okay, it's a bad yeah, movie, enough, but yeah. I think of all the Punisher films we've covered, that's yeah. the one I enjoyed the most and I'm right, most likely okay. to watch again. That's fair enough. Okay. I need to go get myself that. a copy. Yeah, you do, yeah. Um so moving on. I yeah. guess. Are mm-hmm. we done? Yeah. That's okay. It. Yeah, that's all I can think of. I'm sure if more crop up, I'm sure I'll I'll mention them. Uh, we are back to... Oh, Joe Cocker's died. Oh, is he? Yeah. Breaking yeah. news here on this show. Blimey. Uh, BBC News reported Joe 26 Cocker's minutes died. ago that Joe Cocker had died. Yeah. Obviously didn't get any help from his friends. Apparently not, no. No. So we have... I've completely thrown off my game now. What I was actually Sorry. doing was going to find my terrible dice app. Oh, yeah, um, that wonderful sound effect. Uh, you're going to get to hear it again. Yay. Um, because... Oh, hold on. It's not working. Oh, no. Just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> oh. There you go. You love it. Yeah, it sounds like a mouse with a wooden leg running across your desk. <laughs> if only I had a desk <laughs> um, or a mouse with a wooden leg that'd be amazing <laughs> um, we have uh, three pitches left in uh, listener pitch roulette Yahtzee okay uh, which we need to come up with the best title for we do yeah uh, we've already done Kings of Summer Sharknado mm-hmm. 2 and Ikaru yep which leaves us uh, with numbers 4, 5 and 6 okay so I might actually move these around so that one of them is one yeah. and two, one of them is three and four, and the other one is five and six. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yep. Um, so uh, let us roll, and then I'll okay. probably have to pause and edit while I find the email <laughs> with said pitch in it. Fine, okay, right. cool. Uh, here comes the, your favourite sound effect. Go for it. Sounds, sounds like a four to me. Oh, no, it's still going. Uh, would you believe it's not yeah. a four, but it's a three, which is the same movie. Right. Okay. <laughs> so hold on. If I go through my email. Oh, uh, I just noticed I peaked quite badly there. <laughs> I think you peaked long before we started this show. <laughs> Okie dokie. Our uh, number three slash four pitch is uh, from multiple time pitcher Pete Hammond. Okay. And it is Splinter. Okay. Oh, God. Never heard of it. 
Right. <sighs> Do you remember how I said to you the other day that yeah. uh, my girlfriend had a rant in the kitchen about you pitching me a horror movie again? Yeah. It's a horror movie. Okay. Hi, lads, says Pete. Mm-hmm. I have a pitch for you. If you haven't seen it slash weren't aware of it, give Splinter a go. It's a fairly recent 2008 relatively low-budget indie horror. Uh, the premise slash story has been done time and time again. Body horror meets home invasion. Oh, great. I'm really glad we picked this. <laughs> uh, but here it is done pretty well. Uh, okay. The leads are all pretty likable and believable. It's well acted and it looks good too. Okay. Uh, uh, there are there are a few standout scenes. I'm not saying which, as it would be kind of spoiler territory. But where I feel it excels is the monster itself. Okay. Without wanting to give too much away, it's a gymnast wearing a monster suit back to front, giving a fairly unnerving way of moving about. Right. Uh, I wouldn't say it was my favourite film ever, but it's one that stands out for me. Okay. So there we go. Um, should I try and find us a plot somewhere? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Horror's not usually our thing, so we'll, we'll, this will be interesting. No, well, um, I think it is quite Pete's thing. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Splinter 2008. Horror, sci-fi, thriller. Contains... Oops. One, two, three, four, five, six people, apparently, according to IMDb. Okay. None of whom I've ever heard of. Okay. Unless you're a big fan of uh, Paolo Costanzo or Jill Wagner. Mm, no. No. Okay. Trapped in an isolated gas station by a voracious splinter parasite that transforms its still living victims into deadly hosts, a young couple and an escaped convict must find a way to work together to survive this primal terror. Hmm. Great. Do you know what that sounds like to me? Hmm. Across between Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. And a film I cannot watch, The Thing. Oh, really? I can't watch it. I can't do it. I've never been able to. Really? Have you tried? Yes, more than once. And it makes me want to throw up. Really? Yeah. So I'm really not looking forward to this. Okay. I can can just about make it. I think The Thing is a bit on my sort of like, that's the tip of my sort of gory scale, as it were. There are bits I'm like... Well, thankfully, this is only short. It's only 82 minutes. Okay, fine. So I'm sure we can we can make it through, I'm sure. With a bit of luck, it's over quickly. It, uh, we might have to watch it together and hold hands to get through. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, yeah, Yeah. If this turns turns out to make me sick, then uh, Pete might be banned from sending it in. <laughs> uh, uh, is that everything? Uh, I think so, yes. Marvellous. Marvellous, marvellous, Yeah, I think that is everything. We have made our way through another year of Have You Seen. Yeah. Uh, I think we should probably should have talked about this beforehand. Uh, mm. I think we're probably not going to get another one in before the end of the year. Uh, no. Uh, so, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. We might be able to do another uh, bi-location one at the beginning of January. Yeah. Oh, no, we won't because I'm not going to be here. We'll work it out. Yeah. We'll work it out. This is admin on air. Um, yeah. So we'll be back. In the at the beginning slash middle of January. Yeah. Um, um. How do we watch Splinter? Is it on Netflix? Oh, Netflix UK. Netflix. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. So, if you've seen Splinter, uh, you can let us know on Twitter at HYS Podcast, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Have You Seen Podcast. The website is Have You Seen dot and the email to which Pete sent his lovely pitch. Well, I reserve judgment on the word lovely. Uh, <laughs> is podcast at Have You Seen dot We still have a YouTube channel, despite not uploading anything to it, really. Uh, 
That's youtube.com slash HYS podcast. HYS. Every <laughs> week I turn into um, Sean Connery. <laughs> Brilliant. YouTube.com slash HYS podcast. Uh, you can see all the little videos we've uploaded for movies that we like that we're never going to do on this show. Uh, and the epic episode 100 we like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly if new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, again, especially if new show tweets. We like reviews and ratings on iTunes, and we like your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered, uh, all of which can be sent to all of those places that I've just told you about. Thank you to everybody for listening, especially if you've done any of those things. Uh, thank you to Alexi Imam for his technical expertise. Uh, we don't have to thank anybody for the use of a submersible, because that's in hibernation for a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, and thank you to Nicola, the social media manager, for continuing to get us followers on Twitter. Yeah. Is that really everything now? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Um, well, in that case, uh, Merry Christmas or non-denominational winter holiday to one and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Merry Are you Christmas still awake? And... Yeah, no, vaguely. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, I suppose. Indeed. And... Uh, we shall return at some point in January. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Goodbye. Bye.